Kia ora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello there, Chris. Hello, Mark. How are you on, uh, what is it? It's, uh, it's, it's Monday. Tuesday evening, isn't it? Monday evening, yeah. <laughs> Depends what part of the world you're doing, I guess. Indeed, yeah. Some, t- some days it's still Sunday, somewhere in the world. Um, anyway, welcome. This is the Geodorable podcast, the greatest podcast in the world about JS based in New Zealand. Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty true, isn't it? <laughs> um, I, I haven't heard anybody else complain about it anyway, so it must be true. No, and what makes us so great, Chris? Uh, well, as you and me, obviously. I mean, you know, we're pretty clever, eh? Kind of. <laughs> Not really. Um, I think it's it's just the way we're kind of casually educating the world about GIS and and all things spatial with with, with not a whole heap of effort I think <laughs> okay um, sure I would have said it's because we bring news views and opinions about a variety of geospatial topics yeah well that's why you're better at talking about this stuff than I am yeah. um, um, but when we talk about the stuff we're talking from our own points of view Oh, we got into that quickly, Mark. Yes, the uh, the disclaimer: we are indeed talking about um, things that yeah we find interesting, but they're not the things that necessarily our employers find interesting or even agree with. Well, yeah, I think agree with. They may or may not find them interesting, but they may disagree with what we say if we were speaking for them. But we are not. This is possibly the longest disclaimer that you know we've ever had. But it explains it well. It does, yeah, sure. <coughs> so for this sure. is an exciting podcast, Chris. Uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, this one in particular, actually, has is, is taken... Well, we've just been chatting for over an hour um, about various news articles and stuff um, because we found them really interesting. Um, so, you know, the, our listeners are going to benefit from all that chat. They are indeed. Shall we get into it? Uh, I think we probably should. Um, so, he says, just we've got we've got a new jingle player and I'm still trying to get, you know, get to grips <laughs> with it. Um Spatial news. Well, it seems to be working. Yeah, it's um, not bad, eh? Just, just an aside there, our production costs are kept at a minimum, but they would be assisted by any sponsor out there willing to, to support us. Um, we're looking at you, DGI, in particular. <laughs> well, we do do quite a few drone stories, eh, Mark? We do. We do. Um, yeah, we did a great story the other day about... Um, was it was it um, Mercedes? I think it was, and they were using here maps or something. Anyway, we, we, they didn't sponsor us either, Mark. No, <laughs> no. But if 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 you're a company that's looking for uh, exposure on the greatest JS podcast in the world, based in New Zealand, uh, then just get in touch. And how could they get in touch, Mark? Oh, they could get in touch with us on Twitter at mygeodorable on Facebook, or they could go to geodorable.com. Yeah, our new website that's got all the um, yeah the past uh, episodes and uh, our show notes. They have indeed. So shall we get into the news? Oh, we should. We should definitely should. Now, most exciting news is, I don't know, don't usually start with academic qualifications. Uh, <laughs> but well, anyway, we're building up. All right, um, so Esri have a new study guide for ArcGIS Desktop Certificate. They do, uh, and so uh, if you work in the Esri field, getting your um, your certificate is a pretty cool thing to do. Um, sure. And in the past, it's been quite difficult because you know um, 
Well, it's hard to know what they're going to ask you. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it is actually. Uh, I, it, it was like Esri released the exam and then decided to try and let people know what they were going to question them on. Um, do, shall I do the true story about me doing the exam? No. Okay. <laughs> but it doesn't end well. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so there's a new book out. Um, yeah, so if you're contemplating doing the desktop certification, that's. But this isn't the advanced, is it? This no. is just the standard. Ah! Um, sorry, the well, okay, well, licensing joke there. <laughs> so the uh, the last study guide was published in 2013. So we're talking, yeah, that's quite old. So um, you know, if you are studying for the get for the exam, then it's worth getting this new book. And I've got a copy of the old book actually, um, and it's pretty good in terms of yeah. <laughs> Didn't help you, they did it. Well, no, no. The, when I did the exam, <laughs> this we, we, this was back in 2000 and oh, not even been double double. For, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, and it was, story. It was, anyway, it, no, no, hang on. It was why the exam was in beta. Okay, so it was a beta exam. Right. I was in the UK, and all the questions were kind of related to the US, which I knew next to nothing about, you know. All right, get on which with is, it. Which is the longest lesson. All right, I so if you care. don't want to fail your exam, get, and you want to do this as personal development, professional development, sorry, <laughs> then get a hold of this book. Maybe your organisation should buy it. I think the organisation should buy it, definitely. Spatial news. Uh, speaking of Esri, they're even bigger than before. Uh, before what? I don't know. But Forbes has now recognized them as one of the best of the 500 best midsize employers list. Yeah, and not just kind of somewhere in the top uh, 500. They actually got uh, number 15. 13, but 15. Well, I know. Well, uh, yes, I know. You said, mm. The article's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so number 15, okay. The article's number 15, wrong. yes. Which which was the uh, second um, second highest uh, kind of tech firm? Um, they were beaten by uh, oh um, those TripAdvisor people. No, <laughs> okay. Tri- yeah, TripAdvisor, uh, who I think came in at thirteen, and that's where the story might come in. But hey, that's not bad, <laughs> eh? I mean, you know, top fifteen, you know, best midsize employee. Um, so if you work for Esri, and I'm sure there are many people listening to this podcast who do, what is it about Esri that, you you, you know, is so good? Drops the line. Sure, that'd be great. Um, and also, just to mention, we've got um, a Maxar and Trimble in that top 500 list as well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a very diverse list. So number one is Penguin Random House. And number two is New Balance, the clothing shoe people. Oh, I like their clothes, actually. Um, oh, it'd be great to get sponsored by them. Shut Jeff. Um, what? No, New Balance are really interesting because they don't do the same sponsorship stuff as as like Nike or whoever. They don't do that kind of sponsorship. They're just about the product. Interesting. This list must off Leica at number forty one. Ah, okay. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's really good news. Um, well done, Esri, Maxar, and Trimble. Spatial news. Uh, Chris, how do you like a good conference? Uh, I love a good conference, actually. Well, one of the really good conferences, actually, maybe the top two, three, four of conferences this year, uh-huh. um, is happening right now. What is it, Mark? What is it? Tell us it's now before. It's G. Oh, of course. Um, and I've had a look through their, uh, their what do you call it, program. Yep. It's Agenda. really quite interesting. There's such a variety of people presenting. 
Well, yeah. I guess I guess you'd expect that, right? Because it's you know it's multi-brand as opposed to or multi-product as opposed to you know single product. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's big players there. IBM are doing quite a few talks. I mean, they're obviously sponsoring parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Boundless are there. Um, but also some smaller places, some research. Interesting thing about web bots. Um, yeah, and the other interesting thing about their agenda is they've ranked the level of knowledge you should know before going in. So like beginner, advanced, and intermediate. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so you can kind of know this is a bit of a techie dive or this is a nice um maybe business focused is that how you'd put a beginner level i don't know well i think the nice thing about the conference as well is is just that it's a bit more geeky if you know what i mean it, it's kind of it, it's yes less, it's less kool-aid to uh you know yes and yes. It's, it's more about the the kind of the gis the the geography the the kind of you know it's like a homebrew or craft brewery yeah i like that analogy i like it a lot um and maybe we'll be quite a bit of hipster going on anyway um but the reason one of the reasons we're mentioning i mean it's a bit late actually if you're in the area turn up but what's really interesting is you should have a look at the program do some searches and find out what people are actually presenting on because it is interesting to see does that make sense no you know, no, I understand what you say. Basically, the diversity of topics or the actual topics yeah. themselves are the interesting thing. I mean, they're speaking. So you don't have to attend break, to type into the search 3D yeah. or LiDAR or, um, you know, terrestrial LiDAR or something to find a bunch of people talking about different things that you may not have learnt or would then be able to investigate. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, have a look. Uh, so that's in um, St. Louis, Missouri at the moment. <laughs> cool. Yep. If, and if you're there, send us a tweet. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. That's at MyGeoGeoRoll, uh, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, uh, hang on. Um. Spatial news. All right, another conference we talked about. Carto. Carto conference. And they had two conferences, one in New York, one in Madrid. And unfortunately, although we were invited, we couldn't... Uh, we did get invited. I know, we couldn't go to either. because we Big up, Carto. There. Thanks for inviting us. Appreciate that. Um, we just need the sponsorship and hey we're all good well to go. we need some sort of airline to sponsor us um yeah. but anyway one of the things they announced was traffico now that i believe is their traffic management solution yeah crowdsource gps data traffic management integrated with Waze. of course Waze. and now the, the thing i find quite frustrating about Waze is that it hasn't really found a niche or a market in new zealand like if you look on Waze, it's New Zealand, so small. No, I know, I know, and this is kind of where the whole thing falls apart, right? But you know, if you look at Waze in New Zealand, it's kind of a bit, yeah, you know. But I can understand in in other countries, <laughs> countries that have a higher density, yeah, that have population. roads that aren't just gravel, you know. Um, I mean, it'd what, be really what, cool. I suppose if Waze integrated to um, to sheep, then would know when there were sheep on the roads, <laughs> which would probably be the most useful thing you could do in New Zealand. This is really bad, Mark. We're trying to raise kind of the, you know, the view of New Zealand above the fact that we're a bunch of, you know, sheep farmers, <laughs> and you've just wrecked it. People, you know, people out there who don't know enough about New Zealand now are going to believe that that's all we do. Anyway, Which is not true because we have cows as well. We do have cows and bulls and and lots and of milk, yeah, and kiwi fruit and other things. But anyway, um. It's great, right? I, you know, I'm reading, the, you know, looking at this story now. It's it's uh, it's an awesome um, way to go, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and the whole kind of citizen programs, I think they're 
fantastic. Yeah, they are indeed. So that's a great, um, great example of two crowdsourcing type things coming together. Mm. Cool. Spatial news. Now, speaking of backwards places that no one knows about. Well, I think there's a reason nobody knows about it, as this uh, this this story uh, does demonstrate. Well, sure, and we have we to be fair to how great we are, we brought this up last year, and well, there's I, actually I'm, a whole um, there's a whole I want to say Reddit post on it, but I can't remember about New Zealand being left off maps. Let, let's be honest that this is probably where they. I mean, they probably took the story from our podcast, right? That or Reddit, yeah. Um, I mean, our podcast is more likely. Come on, more likely, go. yes. Um, anyway, so <coughs> New Zealand in its quirkiness has decided that we should investigate why we keep getting left off maps. And, and let's be clear here: we do, keep, uh, you know, the country kept, you know, does get left off maps. It gets left quite off a lot all the time. Yeah, you know, um, you don't have to go too far to find an example of where it's not. Just Google it, right, and you find it pretty quick, <laughs> right? But yes. what, what I find most amazing about this story, so this is this is basically it's a you know a YouTube promo video, uh, and it stars um, one of New Zealand's funniest comedians, which <sighs> sure. Mm, well, well, I quite like. If 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 anybody out there has ever watched Flight of the Concords, which surely you all should. So the third uh, funniest person on Flight of the Concords, which is Murray, the maybe band the fourth. Manager. Okay, whatever. Team meeting, right. no, band okay. meeting. But the, the 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 thing that I think and this this really sums up New Zealand is that it stars that comedian and our prime minister because she has nothing else to do. <laughs> well, the country I, I pretty just... much looks after itself. <laughs> but you know, how many other countries have their prime minister starring in a YouTube video about why their country is being left off a map? I, th- I think you find the president of the United States is in lots of YouTube videos at the moment. I think he's just Twitter, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, have a look. It's a cute, quirky New Zealand video. Um, doesn't mention hobbits, which I suppose is good. Famous for something else. Mm. Um, I would say the one down thing is our prime minister has a terrible New Zealand accent, and doesn't seem to know how to pronounce basic words. I mean, this is this is a bit of a, a kind of a thing for both of us because we're a little bit, you know, we're penance to um, grammar and, and well pronunciation, pronunciation. Apart from for names, which we're famous for getting badly <laughs> wrong. But she but does. Those names she, are in foreign languages. Just, true. just to clarify. But she does say, and I'm going to let you do it because something, 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 something. Let me tell you something about that. Just, just wrong, especially yes. for a prime minister, right? Yeah, yeah, on the international. But the thing is, she does this consistently. This is not. I mean, I'm not trying to bring her down, but consistently, when she's on the television, she uses the word something. It's not a word. It's mm. a mispronunciation. But anyway. Uh, the the YouTube video we're going to post it on uh, on our website and on Facebook etc YouTube Twitter whatever uh, check it out it is quite funny uh, and it is quite true New Zealand gets left off the map far too frequently it does spatial news and the other thing well new news old news we like good maps on this on this podcast I mean we do tell people to get off the map. Mm-hmm. because GIS is more than just a web map. Um, but National Geographic have started to put their vintage maps online. Which is pretty cool, actually, because, well, one, they've got a lot, and two, some of them are stunning. Well, yeah, and they have... Um, we forget, because we're so used to 
putting symbology into maps, what an art cartography is, and then what an art cartography was when you didn't have a computer. Mm-hmm. Totally. A- and how painstaking and how, t- uh, how artistic cartography ha- was, and it still is, but technologies that made it slightly easier. There's an awesome map here of uh, Washington, D.C. in uh, 1967, and it's kind of done in you know kind of a, a 3D relief where buildings are kind of done in a, in 3D. And it just it's done in '67. They, they you know they must have hand drawn every single yep. one of those buildings, and there uh, are thousands of buildings. Yeah. There's a sim- similar London panorama which yep. took a six-fold page, six-page-fold layout, and it took seven artists to hand paint the individual buildings. That is some good work. Um, yep. Now the downside to this, Chris. Mm, there's got to be one, right? Yeah, it's not actually open to consume. <laughs> it's a gallery. I mean, we won't wouldn't recommend downloading and georeferencing it. No. Um, because the quality's not that good. <laughs> um, yeah, it is just a gallery, and these maps are being presented in an artistic form, not in a usable form. But it would be great if you could put a, 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 a some sort of story map or something together using this old data um, and modern technology. But anyway... Hey, it's great. It's great that you know they've uh, they've gone this far, and who knows, you know, um, they they might seek to release some more uh, if there's if there's I don't know enough of a public outcry, perhaps. Well, yeah. So get hold of uh, Nat Geo Maps at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and say, hey, how about freeing this stuff up? Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Spatial news. So, Chris, we all know about Australia. Well, not everybody. No, so this is... Um, the story clearly demonstrates. <laughs> just a slight quirky bit of news there um, that some professor in America uh, failed her student because she wrote... The student wrote an article about Australia and American social media um, and saying... And she got marked down because Australia is not a country, it's a continent. Uh, that, that's what the professor said. Yes. Um, mm. And then after some correspondence and the university stepping in, the professor was fired. Well, fair call, eh? Right, because I'm, well, I've been there quite a few times actually, so I know it's Australia. There. Yeah. I've, well, no, I've no, no one's doubting that Australia is not there. Well, the professor did. No, no, she doubted that it was a country. She thought it was individual. Oh. Mm. Anyway, um, but it does seem a little bit harsh. Makes me think there was something else to the story. Um, well, do you think there's because some kind of New Zealand Australia thing going on, and we've you know we don't see no. New Zealand on map? No, okay. This does remind me of my um, sixth form, sixth form, fifth form, year eleven science te- ah, chemistry teacher, Mr. Juicenup. No, he wasn't Mr. Juicenup. I forgot his name. Anyway, he um, failed the whole class because we wrote that SN is tin. Oh, one one of the coppers. Anyway, copper and zinc. No, tin and zinc. Mm. Mm. Anyway, he had told us wrong. And we all wrote down the wrong answer because that's what he told us. And then when we said, and it was in the exam, and we said, hey, you told us wrong. He said, ah, you should have looked it up. Ooh. Yeah, no, he should have been fired for that. <laughs> but he wasn't a bad teacher. He just had a good defense there. You can't argue with that. <laughs> anyway. Spatial news. <laughs> Uh, so Google, 
yeah, so uh, Google are doing something quite interesting. Um, we've, we're we're going to talk about Google in a little bit with uh, with our topic of the week, but um, Google are doing something quite interesting with cognitive mind maps. Um, now, I'm a big fan of of mind maps. Uh, pardon? No, sorry. No. Cognitive mind maps. Uh, it was uh, my my background a long time ago was crime mapping. There was really good research around mind maps and the criminals and oh anyway it was really really cool um and so what google are doing is they're trying to understand a little bit more about your own personal mind map uh based on your preferences and searches and all that kind of stuff so when you go into google maps on your smartphone it actually shows you stuff you're interested in and might be pertinent to you because of your personal mind map of of uh, of your area which i think that's yeah. pretty cool eh um so Here's a quote. Making more human navigation interactions based on elements of cognitive mapping has been a holy grail for all mature GPS navigation providers. However, implementing such a solution is extremely challenging. And you need to code and decode cognitive learning. Or cognitive understanding of geographic space. And if you think about it, actually, the only people who could probably do this is Google, who, you know... And Amazon... Well, well, you know, but it's people, you know, Google have kind of a record of your Google searching and everybody searches <laughs> use Google, right? So, yep. you know, they, they have your profile, they know what you like searching for and, you know, they can they can build that into, I think, it's, I think that's quite cool. Um, it is. So this is one of those, have a read and talk about it over lunch with your colleagues. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that the news, Mark? I think it probably is, uh, isn't it? It's one more and that was talking about uh, people spying on us. Oh, oh, sorry. Hang on, I'm going to do. I'm going to do the thing. Spatial news. <laughs> um, so there's an article released from Sophos, who are a security company. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, sorry, it's not. They've just said the Pentagon has banned the sale of Chinese phones at military exchanges over security risks. Now the interesting thing about this is we've done a story a couple of times. One, one about DJI and drones, <laughs> but you're still was, great. <laughs> yeah, good story uh, and erroneous. Uh, we and love the other you, DJI. Was, we do totally. Um, we especially love your drones. And you can our, track us. Yeah, our podcast would be so much better if we had a drone, right? Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the other story we did was around um, the use of um, Strava, which revealed yes. um, some interesting military bases <laughs> activity. Yes. And and, uh, and this story as well is actually all about location, right? Well, and it sort of builds on the fear, I don't know if you've heard that, you know, because Chinese companies are winning so many telecommunications contracts, there's a, a f- what's a conspiracy that maybe they're sp- sending data back to Beijing. But what this actually says is that um, two companies, and we're just quoting from the article, just to be clear, are the Huawei and ZTE. Huawei? Huawei? Huawei. Huawei, um, have been banned from the Pentagon. Well, are being recommended to be banned from military. Being sold by military bases. I haven't been banned by the military yet, but it's probably coming. Um, and the reason we're talking about this, um, not just because we like a good conspiracy, but the mobile phone ban was due to the location devices more than anything else. The ability mm-hmm. to be located. And so it wasn't that they're tracking that that. It's not that they think they're tracking what you're doing with the phone. It's tracking where you are. So does that mean, you know, the US military are basically saying you're going to have to buy a Windows phone? I don't think they will because hasn't Windows been phased out from mobile phone? 
then what choice have you got uh google because that's safe or apple because that's safer <laughs> is it mm. i don't know but this also relates to our last topic of the week about geoslavery as well yeah um and you probably you probably shouldn't be using facebook either or you know well make sure your location on the device is turned off i don't mm. know but we're not the u.s military right that's their job no. to sort this out. we're sick of making tinfoil hats but anyway interesting article have a read we'll stick it up on facebook and website and twitter and stuff um and again from our geoslavery topic perhaps just be a little bit cautious or opposite of that be deliberate in what you let people know about you about you yeah especially manage your location <laughs> yeah. mm. well with that mark that was good news actually i enjoyed that yeah there's been quite a lot of no- news since our last episode <laughs> there has. that's what i like about this podcast and you know i know it's our podcast right but what <laughs> i like is that we kind of curate the news you know we, we give you interesting stuff we, you know? we do we we give you the news so you don't have to look at it Anyway, now we're going to give you the topic of the week. Topic of the week. Now, Chris, the reason we do this podcast is for the money. Sure, and and the fame. And the fame, yep. Um, It's a long-term investment. (laughs) Sure. How long have we got? A year and a half. Well. Uh, And, uh, I mean, like like all good... um, forward-thinking companies we're not making a profit yet but there are signs well i just think we're like a good wine it, it takes a little bit time to mature um but you know like a good internet startup yeah sure <laughs> we just need some way for people to invest us let yes. us know if, if you want to invest in um geodorable coin <laughs> just a new new cryptocurrency we're thinking of releasing let us know anyway <laughs> making money um one company that's done this very well is google Sure. Yeah, uh, they, they do all right. Hey. They do all right, <laughs> even without the number one geospatial podcast in their list of companies they own. Yeah, I think would sell out. Um. Anyway, so Google have Google Maps has been used in a lot of applications. Ah, uh, yeah, everywhere, right? Right. It is probably the most prolific map API, I would guess. Uh, pretty much you go on any website and you either see a Google map you're starting you know map box crops up every so often but pretty much it's Google 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 yeah and lots of companies have built their mapping solutions based on Google Maps and the reason for that was because it's very accessible it's well documented it's quite stable um, and it's very cheap uh, totally um, although it was very cheap it's not quite as cheap anymore, or at least uh, from uh, from the eleventh of June. Eleventh of June, yeah, which is less than a month away. Um, <laughs> I do like this article saying the honeymoon is over. Google Maps has been around for what ten years. Yeah. Anyway, that's a long honeymoon. So I mean, it, uh, you know, so it was the uh, Google I/O I/O conference last week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, amongst the many stories, there are a few announcements around um, the Google API. Uh, and, you know, there's some positives, so they're simplifying it. So currently, I think there are 18 individual APIs for Google Maps, um, and they're being consolidated down into three, which is going to be make it, you know, a little bit easier to understand if you're a developer. Yep. Um, but I think... The three broad people, segments, so maps, routes, and places. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, 
but I, but I think you you know you do have to look at that positive and then compare it to the huge negative. Well, it's of, not a negative. It's just things are no longer as cheap. Well, <coughs> they're no longer as cheap and super expensive. Well, okay. Well, we need to discuss that. But um, they're now only having one plan. So standard plan and premium plans are merged into one pay-as-you-go plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's raising its price prices by 49%. Sorry, what was that, Mark? Uh, it was 1,400%. Sorry, 1,400%. <laughs> yes, 1,400%. That's, that's quite a lot. I mean, that, is, that is greater than inflation. more than my pay rise last I'll year. Give you that. <laughs> Only just right. Oh, yeah, sure. Consultancy. Woo! <laughs> um, but, so they haven't released comparison figures of, of what this actually means. Um, but basically, now, if you're doing the simple stuff, when before all you needed was an API key, you'll now get low-resolution res- low watermarked um, maps. Mm-hmm. With uh, watermarked, yeah, yeah, for development purposes only. That's going to look attractive. Y- yeah, so that, that will put people into the pay zone pretty fast. So basically what that means is that you have to have, you have to embed your API key in your JavaScript code. Yeah, which is what you do anyway. Um, so that's not kind of new. And most people who have been commercial on Google, that's fine. What it will be interesting is what these companies, and actually we do it at work, use a Google map to start with. Yep. Um, you know, just to, oh, here's the location of our stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that what will do. Well, I think as well, you know, I think this is going to surprise quite a lot of organisations out there who are kind of they've got a Google Map in their website. They don't upgrade their website, and you know, it, it's not it's just a little Google Map, and they're going to suddenly find that they they've now got kind of a low resolution map. Yeah, I mean, but in saying that, if you if you sign up with Google, you'll get um you'll get two hundred dollars credit. Well, the first you'll get the first two hundred dollars of monthly usage for free. Sure, and that will give you twenty eight thousand free page loads per month. Yeah, I don't know what a page load is. Let's I don't know. Um, let's, let's call it a tile or something. I don't know. Anyway, but the, but the point being, Mark, currently twenty eight thousand free, Chris, per yes, month. But, but but currently you get twenty five thousand free per day. Well, you should. I mean, that's close, right? Isn't it? Twenty-eight thousand, twenty-five thousand. It's a similar number per day, per month. <laughs> I mean, this and this is what I mean. This is this is kind of huge, really. Sure. I mean, imagine if you are you are one of these organisations that uh, you know that, that actually do a little bit more with Google Maps than just having a these are where our stores are, or this is where our office is. You know, you've actually got an application that you're doing something with, uh, and you've been you know happily selling that application. Um, and it's it's now going to cost you an awful lot more. Well, no, it, yeah, sure. Um, but if you're an Android developer, it doesn't. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, it's silver lining here, Chris. I mean, it's not all bad. Well, Google, sure. Google's yeah. still not doing evil. And and do you know what? I do love an Android phone. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Having said that, my phone's just you know bricked itself, and I'm borrowing an iPhone at the moment, and I'm really struggling. Don't understand it. <laughs> But anyway, you <laughs> it's know. made for simpler people. Well, it, well, I don't know if it's made for simpler people or is it, you just get so you just really anyway. get into it. 
But yeah, I, I think this is this is quite huge. So this is this is Google. They're trying to make money from Google Maps, and hey, why the heck shouldn't they? Well, uh, uh, it's not that they're trying to make money; they already make money. Okay, they're trying to make an awful lot, a lot more money. <laughs> well, yeah. So they're obviously their future. I mean, there's another article out on there, um, and this all came out from the conference about Google's plans to make Maps. Um, a, mm-hmm. So, Maps is used by a billion users every month. That's quite a lot. Yeah, quite a few, eh? Hey? Um, so most many listeners. And it's got. it's been their most under-monetarized asset, you'd have to say. Completely, yep. Um, so, they're basically saying, hey, look, we think we're underselling this. We think the market, um, market will take this. I, so, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not denying that they couldn't monetize you know Google Maps. I'm just saying, fourteen hundred percent. Well, yeah, but we don't know what that actually looks like. Well, you know, yeah, but if you're an organisation and you know how many you know map loads you get currently, it wouldn't be too hard to work out how much more. I mean, fourteen hundred percent is still fourteen hundred percent, regardless, right? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, sure. Well, then, I mean, it, it's hard to kind of go. Yeah, fourteen hundred. It's not that big a issue, you know. It is a big issue. It's huge. Um, I'm actually interested in what this actually means. You know, whether you're going to start, you know, organisations are going to look at that and going to go, "Hey, no," you know. Um, no, but are they going to are it. they going to compare more favourably with the likes of Carto or yeah, Mapbox? Mapbox or Leaflet. Um, but in saying this, that it's predicted that this that advertising pins, which is basically what they're going to be selling now, right? Mm-hmm. So they've always been into ads, but now they're going to put advertising pins on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will, this will, you know, add another one point five billion dollars to their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, Sorry, I'm, f- I'm failing to see how this is good for me. Well, your Google shares. No. Ah. No. <laughs> All right. So invest in Google, people. They're about to make a lot, $1.5 billion more. This is what I mean. This podcast, it's not just about maps. It's about investment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be watching this space, interestingly. Um, just to bring up, Phosphor-G is on at the moment. <laughs> and so if you're a high map user of Google Maps and you think maybe you... Um, Maybe you're currently spending, I don't know, 10k per year on Google Maps, and you're a bit scared that that might raise to two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, then, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you should start with Phosphor G. Open street map all the way, huh? Uh, sure. Um, Why not? Or, or yeah. you know, other maps are available. Other maps. I mean, we should also mention ActiOS Online costs a lot less than that as well. It does an awful lot less, and their maps are not bad, eh? Well, actually, they're kind of free if you're just using the normal one. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, um, I don't know if we've got much more to say apart from invest in Google. Um, and if you're using Google Maps, maybe evaluate what you're paying for. Well, I, I mean, I agree. It's a, it's a bit of a, a, a short topic of the week. But it's just, I think it's it's interesting that Google have seen that there's money in Maps. We've been saying it for ages. <laughs> oh, actually, we've been saying get off the map. But we've been saying there's there's, there's well, money in. I think you know. I, to put a better spin on it, I think there's actually location has a value. Man, that's so good. You should like <laughs> do a podcast um, or something. Something like that. But but Google 
are realizing that they're undervaluing location. Yeah. And they're just setting the market straight. As, as I mean, this, is, this is actually probably market. a really positive thing for our industry. They uh, they shook it up pretty well with um, Google Earth, and you know, perhaps this is the next next place to to see some benefit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's topic of the week, which means that uh, you know it's it's almost the end of the podcast. But before we reach it, it's time for everybody's favourite game, Mark. I thought you were going to play the music. No, I was just waiting for you to ask whether I was going to play the music. Ah. Uh, and then I was going to kind of play the music in a kind of amusing way, but I didn't. Okay, export to shapefile. Um, the ability of the game where you manoeuvre mm. out the ArcGIS toolbox um, trying to corner your opponent. Sure, and uh, and if you manage to corner your opponent so they've got no moves, it's a bit like, you know, go to jail on a Monopoly board, um, yeah. you, you're, you're forced to call Export to Shapefile and the other player wins. I mean, it's uh, it's a simple game, uh, one that we really enjoy. Looking forward to the Esri yeah. UC this year. And oh, we, we should say, we, yeah, we're both going to the UC this year. This is going to be awesome. We are <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, not to say we, you did badly last year, but, but you did. Um <laughs> But then, seeing how I got schooled by Joseph this year in Export to Shapefile, mm. um, and he's not a competitive player. No, just doesn't he's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Export to Shapefile, look it up online. Um, good fun to play, especially if you're trying to get to know the Esri toolbox better. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of like a learning, learning game. Yeah, so Chris, you start. Oh, is it is my serve? Um, so I'm going to start with uh, I'm going to start with the extensions. Oh, I, an extension. Um, Skyline. Oh no, hang on, hang on. Skyline. Okay. Yeah. You sure? Skyline. Come on, yeah. be strong. Yep, yeah, I am. Um. Okay. If you've gone Skyline, I'm going to keep it s- simple and go with cost allocation. Awesome. Special analyst. Yeah, a standard extension though. Nothing special about that. No, 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 no. But hey, no, I, I like that move actually. It's um, a bit of a blocking move. Um, well, I thought seeing you, you started on such shaky ground. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, that. Your move. That's quite frustrating actually. Uh, maximum likelihood classification. I think. I think I think that counters yours actually. Maximum likelihood classification. Nice. Again, a standard extension. Um, okay then. See what I'm doing oh. here. I mean, you know, you haven't quite picked up on it yet, but well, well you're modelling. But I'm going to keep it. I'm going to go to basics for you. Warp from file data management. Oh, going into core. Yeah. Um. I'm going to keep up the pressure. Make service area layer. Make service area layer. Network, Network analyst. analyst. Yeah. You're jumping out of it, but there. No, I make keep, it too I'm basic. keeping the pressure on. Yeah. Okay. Um, take it back to solar radiation graphics. Oh. 
That's nice. That's nice. Um, generate edge match links. <laughs> Editing tool set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Um, okay. Add Z information. 3D Set default subtypes. I'm straight Ooh. back at you. I'm not giving you time to think. Yeah, okay then. Uh, minimum boundary geometry. Oh, that's a nice move. Uh, polygon to line. Polygon to line. Data management. Yeah, okay. I see your data management. And add edge edge connectivity rule to geometric networks. Yeah, flipping out. That is a blinder of a move, I must say so myself. No, 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 that is good. <laughs> You've left me with next to nothing. Um, Going to try and counter generate license file geodatabase. Ooh, is that a bit of a Hail Mary pass? Uh, curvature. Catholic. Spatial analyst. But it seemed to have been... Uh, I, uh, Nah. Export to shapefile, Mike. <laughs> there was, I mean, add edge to edge connectivity wall for geometric networks. I mean, that was a that was an inspired move, Mike. Thank you. I, I think you played too fast. I was trying to do a quick I, game. Yeah, I, I know. But, yeah, maybe, I don't know. You didn't quite have the strategy. Anyway, good game. It was fun. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, and if people would I like lost, to play... I enjoyed it. <laughs> if people would like to play export to shapefile against one of us... Um, get in touch on Twitter, my Geodorable, Facebook, facebook.com slash Geodorable, or um, on our webpage, geodorable.com. And, you know, as, as we've just clearly demonstrated in that game, neither of us are that good, you know. <laughs> uh, you've probably got a chance. Actually, uh, well, speaking of that, we wouldn't mind some extra competition building up to the uh, conference. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we started this whole thing with the uh, the new book from um, Esri. Yes. Yeah, they need they need to release the the rules book, don't they? <laughs> you know, maybe, mm. maybe. But anyway, um, next next time on the Jurado Wall podcast, we'll have exciting interviews or interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, we've already had a, a sneak kind of what do you call it conversation with our guest. Yeah, that was really interesting. <laughs> it um, was um, so stand by next week next week next yeah. podcast whatever that is um, but until then Chris good podcast yeah uh, enjoyed it it did um, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it let us know yes and um, we'll catch you next time yeah